by now, it lay by now. Oh, I don't wanna, I don't wanna live my life for you, live my life for you. All over. All right, welcome to the Uncut 90. I'm your host, Delapo, with a few special guests and analysts. Rookie's here. Hello, hello, hello. Kobina Suchek, aka David, is here. What's going on? Every every time he's here, his name is different, but you know, respectable. And George, aka Lil Pep. Lil P- ground up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have to talk a little bit about ground up later, but we're not going to start there. Um, we're going to start actually with the Liverpool game. Um, David, I'm going to start with you. Just real quick, your reactions to Liverpool's game against Wolves. They beat them pretty impressively, four goals to nothing. Um, were you surprised by that results? And just how have you been impressed by Liverpool so far? Yeah, so thank, thank you guys very much for having me today. Um, so that Liverpool game, I saw a comment from, I think, Connor Cody, and he was like, Liverpool were playing like they had fans cheering them on. This is the mm. thing, and it's someone, I forget who specifically said it to me. I think it was Ernest. He, was, uh, he and Daniel, they were saying that if you watch Liverpool, the players, are, like the guys are not that good, but Ferguson had players like Anderson, Ashley Young, and Cole Balling. And I don't want to like make just throw Ferguson, Fergie, just for, like comparisons. But when you watch a Liverpool guy, you're like, huh, they're going to struggle now. These guys, the guys there, they can expose. But Klopp has them with this mentality that, like, they, they actually play. When they lose the ball, they will run for it. Like, they are very tenacious. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, the way that they're able to, like, Wolves are not an easy team. I was surprised by that. And they played a 19-year-old keeper, uh, I can't, uh, Keller. And yeah. he, he was good against Ajax. So, like, that's the thing. That, like, that Fergie comparison that you have that, you have these players that are not that good. You have Wanadom just picking up the ball, finessing. The confidence is there. The work rate is there. I thought Liverpool actually struggled with Van Dijk and Cole going out. But, yeah, they're, they're doing pretty well. Very, very surprised, impressed. Yeah, no, they are. They definitely are. I know that was a question that we raised on here was how would they survive without Van Dijk, Trent, um, and your brother, actually. Daniel was one of the few people that said that it wouldn't make a difference. It doesn't matter. Um, but, George, I want to ask you about the idea that Klopp is making these players that are maybe not as good as they're appearing to be, but making them perform at high levels. Do you think there's any truth to that? See, let's let's not do this, man. Let's let's not do this. The thing is, look at their fixtures, right? The fixtures, if, the teams they've played after <clears throat> those guys got into And mind you, I, I did not – I was part of Daniel. I was part of Daniel's uh, – when when we all said that, I don't think Liverpool is really going to struggle because those guys are not they are not like that good like the way people made them seem. Understand? And also, I think the fixtures they play like they didn't really play any tough fixtures like it's who Wolves and then who else? They lost to Atlanta. They played Ajax, who dominated them the whole game, and then they found this called a lucky goal. Like they're getting results, but you're not playing teams that are gonna punish them for it. You know, for those mistakes that we're doing. Against Brighton, we saw how Brighton dominated these guys. Understand? You're not playing quality teams. Yeah, you're getting results, but you're not really playing quality teams. So let's mm. not let's not hype it as though, oh, you know. It's not I'm not impressed. Let me put it that way. You're not impressed. They're, Point getting, blank results. they're getting results, yes, but not that impressive. 
Hmm. Rookie, what do you think about Liverpool and how impressive have they been in your opinion? Um, honestly, I'm gonna have to agree with George. Um, even though, anyway, so I do agree that they haven't really wowed when they've played this season, especially in comparison to the past two seasons. Now, you can argue that they've had some major injuries and then, you know, players have had COVID, etc. Um, I think something else that we're missing is, you know, we haven't really seen Thiago play because he's been injured or sick. Mm-hmm. Um, so we haven't really seen the full Liverpool team yet. The fact that they're able to get results, that's what champions do. So even if you're not necessarily playing your best, you are still able to get results. And Mm -hmm. that's what we're seeing. They're, you know, second on the table. I think the real test um, is going to be their game against Tottenham next week. Um, Because honestly, not even just looking at the table, but from what we've seen so far this season, they are, you know, pretty much the strongest team right now. Now, I know that can change over the next few weeks because that's what this season has been but for right now I think Tottenham is going to be their biggest challenge Mm, Ruki I also want to ask you about the concept of fans because David brought up the idea that um, Liverpool are playing like they has fans you know urging them on pushing them on you know what do you think about some fans being allowed in for some teams Um, how do you think that affects you know results and ultimately the league So I actually feel as though allowing some teams to have fans um, as opposed to others, it's it's unfair. Um, I know some may disagree, but I do feel like it's unfair. Anfield, for example, is already a really difficult place to go to. We know how legendary this place is, how their fans are crazy. Obviously, um, that's going to provide an advantage to Liverpool. And, for example, they haven't had fans since March. So Mm -hmm. that statement saying they were playing for their fans, it makes sense. This is the first time time that you've had fans in the stadium since they won the title. So they are going to play their hearts out because, you know, they, they want this first time back in the stadium to mean something because they couldn't celebrate with them back in, what was that, August? that the Mm -hmm. league concluded. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I definitely do think that teams are at a disadvantage. If the whole country isn't allowed to have fans in their stadiums, then wait till everybody is in a lower tier of lockdown that you can allow those fans to come back. But to have half of them, um, you know, allow it and half of them not, uh, how much, first of all, how much money are you really making? by having 2,000 fans as opposed to, you know, 30,000, for example. Old Trafford is, what, like 76,000? You're really not making that much money back. So that's just that's just my opinion. But yeah. I, I mean, I that's don't a, like it's it. a fair point. It's a fair point. I would think that the, the idea is probably just that any, any little bit is better than nothing in terms of the money that they're getting, right? The gay fees. Um, we've also just been joined by Abe, a.k.a. Preacher Man. I hope everything is okay over there. Abe, can you hear us? All right. Abe cannot hear us at the uh, moment. Before, before Abe speaks, <clears throat> I'd like to like highlight uh, Liverpool's results after, you know, Van Dijk and all those key players got injured. All right. Okay. So they played Everton and it was 2 2. Then they played Sheffield, who's at the bottom of the uh, the league. 
they don't even have a win. They beat them 2-1. They played West Ham, who was really like, you know, in a good form. Mm-hmm. And then they won 2 1. Mohamed Salah scored a penalty. Then they played <gasps> City and it was 1 1. They beat Leicester. It was 3 0. The team they always beat, regardless of how good they are or how bad they are. And then you played Brighton and it was 1 1. Then you played Wolves 4 0. Then you played Atlanta, it was 2 0. Then you beat Ajax 1 0. I don't know. It's just not like, you know, yeah, they're getting results, but like, yeah. But they're not convincing. I yeah. I, I, so this is what I'll say about that. Like, if we take, let's say, uh, Manchester City or Manchester United, and let's say Rashford got COVID at some point in the season, then the other guy on the other side, what's his name? Martial got COVID or Sterling got COVID. Like, Liverpool money got COVID for some point. Salah got COVID for some point. Van Dijk got injured. Like, the injuries pile up, and I think Rookie said it. Like, they're not, when you watch them... I mean, injuries will make a difference, but the champions will find a way to win. Like when Manchester City were Centurions, they didn't boss every game. There were some games that Sterling had to score late. It's not about how you, like, you, you can play nice football. I prefer that you play football that I can watch, let's yeah. be honest. But at the end of the day, Liverpool are doing it, and, you know, club deserves credit. Like, this is a night, like, the Kelleher guy. <laughs> I heard he took 7-2 against City yes. before the Ajax game. Then he shows up. <laughs> you you lifted my podcast bad. I don't know what I did to deserve this. That's, but... that's why that's why they need to ban you because we started recording and still talking. Right, right. So as you guys can probably hear, Abe is here. Um, he joined us mid mid episode, so of course he ruined everything. Now we had to restart, but all is well. That ends up? well. What's so up? we're back. Um, so no, David and George, you guys were talking about um Liverpool and you know just the performance of the players that Klopp has brought up. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, like, so my, my thing is that, like, for most teams, if you had, like, six City United, uh, you know, you have two of your main guys getting COVID, Maguire, you know, getting uh, injured long term, you know, that, like, with all those things, like, they're coping very well. Like, they threw on the kid Williams, the kid Williams is playing, like, hey, man, I have something to prove. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, that fire to grind out. And Wolves are not easy. Like, to beat Wolves 4-0 is not easy. Like, Wolves, Wolves can... I mean, they have Raul Jimenez, but, like, Wolves cause people problems all the time. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, David, to offset that point, let, um, Manchester City, has, they've actually played games without, like, their main their main man. Even the start of the season, with only, like, 11... 11 actually, it was only 11. It was 13 players. From the first team, the rest were like academy players because they had like eight or nine injuries. So again, I don't see like I don't see anything that's so impressive about Liverpool. Yes, they got results, sure, but it's nothing. It's nothing that's really impressed. Like it's nothing impressive. It's just basic stuff. You're beating teams at the bottom of the table, Brighton and Sheffield, which they're supposed to beat. They lost to Atlanta, so like it's nothing. You know. It's whatever. It's just winning. Yeah, sure. Hmm. Okay. Hey, but I want to ask you this question because this is something I was thinking about. Um, you know, Liverpool, we kind of mentioned just the different players that have stepped up. Um, Diego Jota has, you know, of course, been a revelation in Liverpool, even though we knew is. about him. Um, what do you think about the idea that Liverpool has the best transfer policy in the EPL currently? Okay. So by transfer policy, do you mean like uh, recruitment? Yeah, like the the best team at buying and selling players. 
Um, I mean, sure, yes. I, I do think Liverpool have done the best job of that in the last two years. But um, another manager or another team that I'm looking at too with, with um, recruitment is Spurs. I think Mourinho has brought some good players in and I hmm. think that by the end of this season, maybe next season, like let's give it this January transfer window and next year summer, I could change my opinion. But for now, sure, I'll, I'll give it to Klopp and, and Liverpool. Hmm. Okay. Rookie, what do you think? Um, in terms of recruitment, I would have to go between Liverpool and Chelsea. Chelsea, Liverpool and Chelsea. Okay. George, we know you're the Liverpool hater. Do you think Liverpool's up there? Like, do you give them that credit? I mean, they signed the left back. What's his name? We don't even know his name. We <laughs> 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 signed that oh, guy. Oh, like, man. They signed. They Minamino. Signed, yeah, Minamino. Like, come on. They signed it. Like, you know, let's not let this Jota 10 make. Come on. <laughs> Jota is an EPL player. Like, yeah, but. I'll give it to either Chelsea or Spurs. Okay. Chelsea or Spurs. David, what's your opinion on this? When when, when it comes to recruitment, there's two people. It's it's Liverpool and Manchester City. In the sense that I know we we like the two teams, when they actually go out to buy a player, they scout profiles. They actually, since the advent of Klopp and Pep, that's why they're the two. I don't want to say that they're the most tactically adept, but being a top manager, recruitment is one of the things that you have to do well. Liverpool, For when, sure. they, when they sell a player, they, they get somebody that is, fits the profile. He fits the tenacity that they want. He fits the, the, the style that they want. Like Robertson is like $4 million. Uh, Matip was free. Matip is better than a lot of centre-backs in the Premier League. Facts. And he was free. Like, you got what I'm saying? So, like, that ability to sit down and see. And when uh, Guardiola, the only thing with Guardiola is that he doesn't like being told no. If he says, hey, I want this guy, and they say the guy is 75 million, he will buy the guy. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> sorry, can I, can I interject here? I, I really strongly Please. disagree that Pep is good at recruitment. Like, I actually very strongly disagree. I'm going to have to disagree with that, too, well, especially I, I, at City. I, I think Pep is Edison, terrible. Edison, no, hold on. Edison came from Brazil. Did, did you know that same before? Gabriel Jesus came. You gotta say like Gabriel Jesus is a flop, bro. <laughs> what? Oh. No, no, no. So, so like, okay. come on, like Edison, you know? Edison. Yeah, I'll give you Edison. Hold on, let me let me let me let me make the point. But let's not forget, Edison is only him fixing the flop that was Bravo. Well, Bravo wasn't really a flop, but he had a problem with him because he wasn't a ball playing goalkeeper. So that's how we, we came to Edison. So I'll give no, you this. No, no. But like, Edison, but like, hold on. But hold on. But hold on. But, but hold on. Liverpool have signed Adrian and Coles. Like, what are you guys Yeah, saying? but they signed Adrian to be a backup. <laughs> and he's a good backup. I mean, if you're going to have a, a second goalkeeper and that keeper's Adrian, that's not bad. I'm not mad at you for but that. Like, hold on. Hold on. But what I'm saying to you guys is that, like, if you look at the people that they've signed, they've went out and signed play. The only thing is that City just over. Like, they, they don't. They, if you have a contract or they just pay it, they don't. Wait, um, David, let me ask you let me ask you a question. When you look at City's first team right now, which players did Pep recruit or bring into that team? He's been a manager for four years. So yeah. if I tell you if I tell you Kyle Walker, 
Uh, like the players he buys are not scrubs. Like yeah, no, just that. I, the I disagree. The only two players you can tell me Kyle Walker and Edison. Everybody else he buys. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He brought he brought Bernardo Silva. He brought Leroy Sané. He brought Raheem Sterling. No, Sterling was there before. Sterling, Sterling was, was there before. Sterling was there before. Him. Uh, he brought Gabriel Jesus. He brought. Um, yeah, but uh, I don't know. I'm just not impressed. Hold on, hold on. I'm he brought impressed. more people. He has signed a lot of he people. Brought, he, brought, he, brought, he, he, he brought Mendy. He brought Mendy. He brought Cancelo. He brought. I mean, uh, and are you are you impressed? Yeah. Are you impressed yeah. with the defenders he brought? Right. Wait, one second, one second. Hey. George, I want George to say something. George, go ahead. Abe is pissing me off. The guy's not letting anyone talk. The guy, you have to keep quiet, let someone make their point, and then you interject. You know, if you look at the people that they, like City have signed to go Centurions and whatnot, like you have to acknowledge the recruitment. Yeah, the team was already good, but like the people they added to are still good. You know what I'm saying? They're not adding bad players. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I disagree. The only reason I did not mention Pep was because when you say recruitment, I'm thinking about maybe buying players for really cheap, mm. buying unknowns. You understand? Pep buys, he doesn't buy expensive, he doesn't buy uh, Galacticos. He buys players with potentials. Edison, Brahim, um, Ruben Diaz, though no one is giving him credit because he's actually fixed most of his defense, they're barely considering goals now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl Walker, Bernardo Silva, Leroy Sané, Ferran Torres, you those guys are not really like, you know, they're not the guys who give you like Goken or give you like the stats, but they're the kind of team that will fit into the system and play Pep's style and give him trophies. Mind you, when Pep's team are performing, you cannot pinpoint a single individual who is really doing well. Unlike, let's say, Liverpool, where you can say, oh, oh it's Salah, it's Mane. Mm. I think I think I see where you're coming from, but I think that point could be argued because it's all perspective. Because yeah. even at the best city teams, you would always point out like whoever's scoring, you would remember. Yeah. Whoever's making assists, the yeah. people that are, like you, there have players that stand out. So I don't think that's a fair point. Yeah, but like when you when, when I say stand out, like if you look at the Liverpool team, you'd be like, oh, without Salah, Salah and Mane, the Liverpool team is not the same. But when you look at Pep's team. When Silva was there, like Silva was giving assists, KDB was giving assists, Sterling was chipping in goals, Sunny was chipping in goals, Aguero was chipping in goals. Like it's coming from everywhere. There's not like a predominant player who is chipping in the most goals. Does that mean? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, can I chip? So if you guys don't think Pep is good at recruitment, like getting quality players, or if you like, is it because that they buy the like expense expensive players or i i don't i don't understand that rookie can you answer that can you chime in so for me the reason i don't that i did not include city is because for example the the last team to win the title the majority i I, i'd say a good chunk of that team was bought prior to pep coming in Mm-hmm. Um, they have not replicated that form since then, whether it was last season or even this season. I know it's still early in the season, but you haven't seen that yet. Now, that's not to say that this current squad cannot do things in the future, but we're talking about right now. So I cannot say, yes, Pep has done a good job because especially when it comes to defense, it's just been a revolving door in terms of players 
that's why I'm not saying, yeah, Manchester City, um, when we're talking about recruitment right now. Mm-hmm. I just don't believe that he has made that much of an impression on the squad that he's won things with um, thus far. But Ricky, I feel like the thing with Man City too is that let's say the like that legendary status for players of Man City is mostly players who won um the league the first time for Man City. You understand? Those players are those that most people consider like legends of Man City. So anyone that comes in is like even though the bar is not like, you know, that high. I'm not sure if I'm making any sense. It's like, let's. Let me help you. No, no, no. Let me help you. No, no, no. Let him finish. Relax. Relax. I'll use bars. I want to understand what he's trying to say. No, no, no. I'll use Barcelona, for example, right? You have Puyol. is like considered like one of like one of the greatest defenders ever. And then you have someone like Marquez, who was also really good. But then you have like. Piquet and Mascherano. Those guys were equally as good. Okay, maybe not equally as good, but they were also good. But because those guys played a certain style of football that, like, it pulled a lot of fans to Barcelona, those guys are considered, like, so good. Like, it's like the stratosphere is different for those guys. And then when other people come in, it's like they are basically in the shadow of those guys. I feel like that's the same for Man City in the sense that um, when company left... Laporte came in, he was in a good shift. You understand? He won the league. Ruben Diaz came in, he's also doing, he's actually putting in a good shift. The guy's considered like, like he's considered less than five goals since like anytime he plays. You understand? He's, those guys are putting in a good shift, but because you're so used to that company and who else was playing defense with him? We are so used to those guys, so anyone who comes in is basically in that shadow. I feel like that's the reason why Maybe well, people are still saying what you're saying. Not necessarily. <laughs> Only because, for example, right? Um, when Carlo Ancelotti, when he came into Madrid, the squad that he won the Champions League with wasn't built by him. Mm-hmm. So you cannot say, like, you can't... You wouldn't give him credit for building for, that team. For, Exactly. Because he didn't build like, that team. He did things with that team, which is fantastic. I mean, obviously, they were waiting on La Decima for how long? And he provided that, despite how well that team was drilled during the Mourinho era. But that team was not built by Ancelotti. Did he improve that squad? Yes. But he didn't build the team. And that's what I'm saying with City, where the framework that Pep used to actually win what he has in England, he didn't build that framework, which is why we're starting to see the cracks. So you know what? Shout out to him for actually signing that new contract because maybe next season or the season after that, that's when we can really assess how he's changed the city team. But in mm. terms of what he's won thus far, the the players that, that were there to drive that, that wasn't, that was not Pep. Wait, so Quick question. If Moreno wins the league right now, right? Yeah. Are you going to give Moreno credit for winning the league? For winning the league with 
I think okay, so I think George what George is trying to ask is what George is trying to ask is if Moreno wins the league with this team, if you look at most of the players on this team, they're Mm -hmm. not players that Moreno went out to get. Like he's obviously shaping the tactics and everything else, but he didn't build the same way you would say Pep didn't build those city teams that won. You mm-hmm. you would probably have to say the same thing about Borino. So the question is, would you give him credit for building a team? Which I think is an easy no. answer for you. No, I, I definitely wouldn't. I mean, look the the people who are <laughs> Wait, the people who. But like, the, I think earlier you guys well, said that Spurs so this, all so this is the thing. So this, <laughs> this hold on, hold on. This is the thing, right? What I'm saying in terms of building this team, that's not taking away from Pep's successes, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day. Um, Manuel Pellegrini and um, Mancini. Uh, Mancini, Mancini, they didn't win the domestic treble. Only Pep did that. So that's not me taking away from Pep's successes. I think that's getting kind of taken out of context. I'm not. I'm also not taking away from Ancelotti's success because despite how fantastic and revered a manager Mourinho is he was unable to win the Champions League with Madrid which is why ultimately they parted ways Hmm. with this Spurs team this has been the argument for years since I'm for about five years the conversation was is Pochettino good enough to win a title because on paper Spurs have had a fantastic team since about 2014 at this point They've been in that conversation, top four. Uh, There was that season where they were pretty close to winning the title, but Pochettino just couldn't get them there. So So that's where the difference in managers comes into play. But that would take away from Pochettino to say that Mourinho is the one who built that team. The frame Again, with the framework of this Spurs team, that is Pochettino, whether he wants something with them or not. Now, you can then argue so clearly Mourinho is the better manager if he's able to get the results that Pochettino was not able to do. Because with what we're seeing, look at look at Kane, look at Son. They're the ones that we're still talking about mostly this season. Though they were there before Mourinho. Yeah, no, I, th- I think th- I think that I want to kind of move off of this a little bit. I do think I understand what Rookie's point is. I don't see why it's not easy for George to understand. Yeah, can, I can, think can that Abe, you're... No, can Abe explain? Abe didn't get a chance to. He said Mourinho was one of the good... The question was recruitment. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and for some reason, Pep was a controversial this thing in this. So Abe, like... And, but, but, but when Mourinho was put into this, everyone was okay with it. So like, it's kind of weird, like... So, so this is my this is how I how I'll explain it. Like uh, similar to what Ricky was saying, I would Pep is a great great coach. The question was about recruitment. I think Pep took the players he inherited to a new level, and used that to win the league. But did, did he do a good job with the people he brought into the team? Definitely not. Most of the players Pep brings into the team can't get regular first team placements and don't. Um, they're not the standout players of Man City. The standout players of Man City are the players that were already there. But sure, I'll, you, you could tell me that Pep maybe took those players to a new level. Now, what I said with Mourinho was that I said that right now I would say Klopp and Liverpool probably have the best recruitment, but I'm, I'm thinking that I'll probably have to revise that opinion between this January transfer window and next summer because I trust that Mourinho will bring in um, good recruitment to, to Spurs. And we're already seeing signs of that. Look at Bergwijn, look at Doherty, 
look at um, Emily Hoiberg. So I think that by the time uh, the, the next year summer's transfer window is over, it's possible that we'll see Mourinho's recruitment, you know, outperforming that of, of Klopp. But for now, I'm willing to say that Klopp has probably has the best recruitment in the league. That's what I meant when I brought up a game. Can I make can I can I make the last point? <laughs> Please make a final point. My I'm final, ready to yeah. leave. My final point is when Klopp came to Liverpool, it took him what three, four years to get the team that he has now. The guy has right. been rebuilding for a very long time. You understand? He's been making a lot of bad signings, by the way, the time that he was there. He made a lot of bad signings. Now it's paying, you know, it's their rewards to it. So now people are like, oh, good recruitment. He just bought a left back. We don't know who that guy is. <laughs> oh, and you're giving, credit, you're giving credit to Bergwijn and the likes. Bergwijn is not a starter. But somehow you're downplaying the fact that Pep is buying players that he does not start or don't play regularly. But then you're giving credit to Moreno for buying Bergwijn, who does not start. No, like, but I just, I, I just specifically said I am not giving credit to Mourinho's recruitment. That, but, but it's possible that I will after next year's summer transfer window. You mentioned that's, that's Bergwijn. What I, yeah, Bergwijn. I, what I, what I said was that after this January transfer window and next year's summer transfer window, it's possible that I will change my opinion. So, so Abe, I'm not I think what right. Abe, I think what Abe is saying, if I can just help you summarize, and you know, is. You think that Marino will end up being in the conversation based on maybe his history more so than what he's actually done at Spurs exactly. specifically. Based on his history and the little he, I have already already oh, seen him I, do in Spurs. I'm currently. sorry. Can I? Can I? I want you guys to hold on to these words that I told you. The best managers, one of the key tenets of them is recruitment. Mourinho, yes. Pep, Club. Like you can't be spending money and buying trash. Like if they give you three years. Like Bruno Fernandes, these guys at United signed. Mourinho was the one who told them. If you follow Mourinho, I don't like the guy. I don't like his style, I should say. I mean, I don't like his style. <laughs> but he, when, 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 when it comes to recruitment, I don't like his antics. But like, now these days, I mean, I don't. Uh, you don't like that guy. It's okay. No, but, 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 it makes sense. Because you, you pull the yeah. best players. It's not... You have to know the best players. Like, or else you'll never be the best coach. Like, how are you? You know, you don't know talent. <laughs> yeah so but okay also, so it's... also ahead, really Ricky. quickly they're just i'm sorry but the point that george made about klopp being there rebuilding all these years klopp's only been in england 10 months more than guardiola that's a lie no <laughs> what do you mean that's a lie <laughs> klopp took over in october of 2015 Guardiola, first of all, they announced Guardiola in February, so four months after Klopp took over. So you know the type of guy Guardiola is. He'd already been figure, trying to figure out what he was going to do with that team back in February of 2016. So regardless, the, the season ends in, what, May, typically. So not even a full 10 months. If, if we're being fair, it was only seven months that Klopp had over Guardiola. Let's remember the team that Brendan Rodgers left Klopp compared to the team compared to the team that Guardiola inherited. That's all I'm going to say on that topic. It was a title-winning team with Suarez and all those good guys. They almost they never uh, won the title. Yeah, so you can't say they're a title winning team if they didn't win the title. Like, what is wrong with George, man? What is wrong with George? Oh my God, I can't believe this. 
They were a title winning team that won no titles. But let's not be see, we keep downplaying Brendan Rogers. We keep downplaying the team that Liverpool inherited. These guys, mind you, they were playing really good football. They were high but, 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 Suarez for 80 million. They were playing good football. They had money to spend. Let's not act like oh this guy came in. Actually, in matter of fact, but we can continue. To, to be okay. fair, yeah, yeah, no. To be fair, to. guys, listen, First listen. All, we are going to, we're going to move on. Wait, 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 no, guys, we're going to move on, right? Quickly, when Klopp came in, Suarez was no longer there. Yeah, <laughs> they had Benteke, Sturridge. <laughs> 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 like, oh lord! This same, this same Klopp took Liverpool to the Champions League one year. The next year, won it. What are you talking about, man? How can you compare clubs and Pep's recruitment Suarez over these last was three years? Already at Barcelona, by the you know what? The, the left one, let, let, let's move on. Let's move on. You being the Barcelona fan, you should know that. So, so I think no, 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 wait, relax, relax. I think that we we basically have different opinions, right? It, I see what both sides are saying. It's all about perspective. I think that Pep is not a bad recruiter. He's made some good recruits. Klopp has obviously recruited well. Um, in his own right. It's just a matter of how you judge some of these players and how much credit you give to them. Um, real quick, before I move off of this game, David, I want to ask you, because I know Jimenez is one of your guys, you know, um, how do you think Wolves survive without him? I, I don't know if we have any idea how long he's going to be out, but Wolves don't really have a lot of goals in their team without Jimenez. Do you think that it's a, a death blow for their top six chances? When that guy was playing, they weren't even creating chances yeah. this season. Like, yeah. there's a problem that Nuno has to figure out. I know people think Adama Traro is world-class. <laughs> <laughs> it's work off in the gym. So basically, you feel like Wolves are struggling regardless of Jimenez being oh, there. Oh, no, no. This is the thing, though. This is the thing. Like, uh, I have respect for Nuno. The thing is, you have to tweak your team. Like, like the way Arteta has also seen that his team is not creating. But, mm-hmm. I mean, we can have that discussion. Who has more creative players? I even think Wolf has, Wolves has more creative players than Arsenal. Hmm. Hmm. Right now. Right now. I'm talking right it's, now. But it, like, is, it is that, arguable. It yeah, is arguable. arguable. Right? Even usually, this should not be arguable. But, like, yeah. So, this is the thing. Um, Wolves, Nuno has to tweak something. Either, like, I see that they, they've moved away from a three-back slightly. And like now they play they play a four back against Liverpool. They so did. it seems like he's trying to experiment. Uh Fabio Silva's a new guy. It's not a death blow. Like the way the league is going, like if they can button down, just shut down the defense, stop conceding goals, and just get those goals, maybe get Adama a play that or something that they can this thing, they can make it work. I think they can okay. make it work. Okay, fair enough. I actually want to move on and talk about the uh Tottenham versus Arsenal game real quick. Um George, I'll start with you. Tottenham is, of course, they're winning games. They won this game two goes to nothing. A, a very a classic Marino performance, I would say. They defended well. They took their chances and literally, let me not say literally, but there was little doubt that they were going to win as soon as they scored. Um, what's been more impressive about Marino's team this season? Do you think it's their defending because they've been doing really well there? Or do you think it's the fact that they've been getting a lot of goals? Uh, I think it, it has, well, it has to do with both. I think okay. after that West Ham game where Spurs was winning 3-0 and somehow managed to tie that game 3-3, mm-hmm. Moreno was not really trying to make that same mistake with an Arsenal game, and you could tell. Because after 2-0, he came back and was like, yep, we're not attacking anymore. 
It heavily hit my uh, FPL team, but it's fine. <laughs> I figured out attacking team that about to defend. And that's that's my thing with Moreno. Yeah, you can get results, but I'm not the type of person. That's why I'm I'm like I wouldn't want Moreno coaching Barcelona David because of something like that. But then again, he still got results. So it, to me, it's more so he does not want that West something to happen ever again. So I feel like from like now towards the end of the season, we're gonna see a lot more of that second half display against Arsenal in a lot of games, especially if. Mourinho is winning by two or three goals by halftime. Just no, I think if he's winning by one goal, you're going to see that. No, nah, no, oh, I don't no. think he's going to sit back one goal. I don't think he's going to do that. I feel like two, three goals, that's by halftime, just no, it's over. So let's just hope, you know, usually by halftime, Spurs games are usually 0-0 zero, zero, one zero. And then yeah. we'll know maybe second half going in, maybe he'll come and come and play football. Yo, Dolapo, that guy has two losses when in the whole Premier League, his whole time there, 253 wins, two losses since uh, if, if he's leading a game at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Dude, That's dude, a like, crazy stat. It's a ridiculous stat, and you can clearly see why. Like you can. <laughs> that is ridiculous. It's ridiculous, man. Absolutely David, ridiculous. I want to ask you this because I saw I saw it somewhere. I, I don't know. I can't attribute where I got it from, but I saw someone basically state that this is a perfect season for Mourinho style in terms of the, you know the number of fixtures you have, the number of games you have, players being fatigued. You really can't press high like the way Liverpool wants to do, right? There's a question of can you do it for all the games of the season? And basically, like, this is perfect for his team because they can just defend. And he has Harry Kane. He has Son. They'll score goals. They'll score one, two goals every game. And that's all they'll do. Do you think that's true? Do you think this is his perfect season? Set when, up for him anyway. When, when Mourinho took over at Manchester United, the first season, this is what similar to what we're doing. When uh, they they wouldn't try and engage you, like Mourinho, his thing is that if you have the ball, you're more likely to make mistakes. So what 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 Mourinho does is we had Lukaku even against Spurs. I want I don't know if you guys remember this. We will play the ball long, Lukaku knock it down, yeah. Rashford will take it and score. We did a lot of this, and the yeah. thing is that this brand of football works to a certain point. We were second that season. But the thing is that, okay, what if the other teams also start to be like, we're also going to start to sit off the way you want to play? Like, because the way we are talking about it, like saying that 1-0 is done and it's whatnot, West Brom, when they played Spurs, they they didn't really try to play the game. They just didn't want to lose. And I came, scored the last minute. They would have taken a point off of them. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, this is the thing. Breaking down teams is very hard. Football-wise, if any team decides that we are not going to let you play, it's very difficult. You have to break them down. Now you have these Spurs guys. They have Sissoko and Hoybeard, like guys who are just sitting there and they just want to counterattack. It's up to the league if they want to wait to the end of the season to update their tactics for Spurs, mm. or they can do it. But in terms of Mourinho, if you don't like get these things checked, like you don't do anything, he will keep playing like this. And this brand of football works. Leicester City won the league playing like this. Like, not to say they don't play beautiful football. Like, let me not let me not make it this thing. They are very pragmatic. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. And pragmatism works. You just have to be beat pragmatism with pragmatism. So that yeah, is where no, that. fair enough, fair enough. And I've seen many Spurs game where it looks like they're almost playing six in the back because Sissoko is at right back, basically. Hoiberg is at left back, basically. So they, like you said, they're very pragmatic. 
they don't mm-hmm. mess around. They get the results. Rookie, I want to ask you about Arsenal's perspective. We've talked about Arsenal lacking creativity. We've talked about Arsenal being a mid-table team at this point. We should stop talking about them. All that. I, I want to ask you about Aubameyang specifically because it just looks like it keeps getting worse for him. I don't know if you're ready to say this, but I want to ask you anyway. Do you think that Aubameyang is done as a top player in the EPL? Uh, I'm glad you specified in the EPL because I I don't think he's done. Um, So I wanted to point out what uh, David said, which is how Mourinho style of football worked. Um, Yesterday, that that was yesterday, right? Their game. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, or the day before, or, or Sunday. Day. Oh, today's Monday. Sunday. Uh, yeah, I'm losing track of days, y'all. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, so in in yesterday's game, Tottenham only had possession at most for 35 percent of the match. Now, if somebody told me this, I'd say it's a lie. You know why I'd say it's a lie? Because you're telling me that Arsenal had 65% of possession. But I can't tell you a single moment in that match where I thought they were going to score. (laughs) And I'm not not being funny. And I remember, I think it was the podcast we recorded um, prior to the United-Arsenal game. And, or it was around that time period. And I said, the issue with Arsenal is they're, they're unable to score. They're they're not a threat going forward, um, and that's what's happened since. Son has the same amount of goals as the entire Arsenal team. Um, a friend of mine who's an Arsenal fan, he reached out today in a different group chat that I'm in, and he said there was a tweet that <laughs> Chelsea have had 13 goal scorers in the Premier League already this season. No other team is even in double figures. And he said, Chelsea has more goal scorers than Arsenal have goals. Mm. 11 matches into the season. So to answer your question with Aubameyang, I do think he's done in the Premier League if and only if Arsenal fail to get a creative player. We've hammered Mm. this point home on the podcast, bring Ozil back. At this point, Arteta needs to swallow his pride Whatever beef is going on, you know, whatever is happening with China, because that's been brought up, at this point, his job is on the line. And it's it's not even necessarily funny anymore, because it's just sad. Brighton, had they won today, Brighton, had they won today, would have kicked Arsenal into 16th. 11 games into the season. We can talk about how crazy of a season it's been and how tight, you know, the points are from 1 through 16. However, we're now 11 matches in, 10 for some. And on top of that, you have to see some sort of improvement. And Mm. they have not improved. They've actually gotten worse as this season has gone on. I don't know 
if it's the quality of the teams that they're playing in Europa that's allowing them to get results there, there's a disconnect and I don't know what it is. And the solution to goals is getting a creative player. They couldn't meet the release clause for Awar. Again, you have a creative player. You have a creative player who's on 350,000 pounds a week and you refuse to play him for what? At, at this point, you can't tell me any reason why Ozil is not playing because you need somebody to score goals for you. You have someone who can score goals. Aubameyang almost won the golden boot last season. So it's not that he can't score goals, but you can't expect this person to create and score. That's not his job. That's not what you're paying him for. You begged this man to stay. They literally begged this man to stay months ago. Hmm. I'm sure he's wondering, what was the point in you begging me to stay? Because a player of his caliber cannot be happy with his goal drought, cannot be happy with the state of the team that he's playing in, cannot be happy with the fact that there's no one to create around him. And that could also be partly Arteta's fault because he's focusing on the defensive issues that Arsenal have had. But again, this is your job as a manager and maybe this job is just not the right one for him because it is a big job. They are in a state of transition and he's a first-time manager. So I don't want to just throw him under the bus, but questions need to be asked. And he, I just don't see him taking them forward unless he's willing to reassess this whole Ozil situation or they break the bank. I know, you know, people were talking about Grealish. I don't see them spending 100 mil because Arsenal's not that club. But, you know, uh, you... I feel for Arteta in a way because you can see the desperation even with how he pushed Partey onto the pit, onto the pitch. Mm, real push, quick, real quick, let me let me chime in here. Yeah, I want to I want to ask you about that. Abe, did you get a chance to see that where the that second Spurs goal? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I saw it, bro. Man, listen, Arsenal is done. That team that team is done. Like <laughs> This is the honest truth. Uh, uh, you know, actually, no, no, let me do it this way. I know you asked, you asked me about um, Arteta and Partey, but let me just start with Spurs because I, I, right now, man, I have a lot to say about Spurs. I'm going to just try to be quick and then I'll, I'll get to Arsenal. You, okay. you know, this, this Mourinho run with Spurs this season r- reminds me so much of Mourinho's first stint with Chelsea. It's, it's, the, exact hmm. same, it's the exact same blueprint. This guy, I can tell you right now, is going to win the league this season. I know for a fact because it's <laughs> the exact. It's the <laughs> write it down. I'm telling you, it's the exact <laughs> same blueprint, bro. This is how Chelsea won the league. How many goals did we concede that first season when he came? It was some ridiculously no, low number, and it's the same thing. And and of course, he's done a lot with the defense. And another another incredible thing Mourinho did was put in Dyer back there. That's another unsung. Spurs hero. And, but now, I don't know how, what he did with Son and Kane, but it's not so much he made them better players, but he made their link-up so much more dynamic. And it's working so well. So, I, I, a lot of praise to Mourinho, man. A lot of praise. I, I, like, I, I've already told you guys how I feel about him. He's the best tactician in the league. He's the, absolutely the best tactician. Now, let's flip to Arsenal. Let's flip to Arsenal, because Arsenal... <laughs> 
is a bloody disgrace. That team is useless. They are actually useless. I'll say this. The, the, the only players in Arsenal, whenever I've watched them this season, that have impressed me are that Gabriel guy. They got he's actually he's good. a very good player. He's a and, very and, good and, player. And, and, yeah. and Leno. And Leno. Leno. Leno oh, please I don't feel, say what you were I, saying. No, wait, hold on. Please. Surprise, guys, surprise. I feel like I feel like because Leno is an Arsenal and Arsenal's so bad, he doesn't get noticed. But Leno's actually been really good for Arsenal. But now moving on to their offense, their whole offense is so dead. Like Rookie was saying, they need creativity bad. Like it's it's they're so starved of creativity. Like and it looks like Obama Yang. You you ask Rookie if Obama Yang is done. Obama Yang is not done. Obama Yang is a phenomenal player. He just can't play in this Arsenal team. He can't play exactly. in this Arsenal team. He's a phenomenal player. He just can't play in this Arsenal team. And another black hole, like another pit in Arsenal is that right side. Who, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. who they play. With, yeah, Willian, Pepe, Willian, Nelson, Pepe. Willock. It doesn't matter who plays that right <laughs> side. It's so trash. Because trash. If you, whenever Arsenal plays, even though their offense is just bad, usually the better side of their offense will be the left side with either Tierney or Bukayo Saka. At least they try yeah. to do something. But that right side is absolutely like... Dead. If, if they can de- delete that side from Arsenal, they should just do that. But that's all I gotta say. <laughs> okay, okay. So I don't even know if this is Abe. I don't know if this is Josh. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. I'm just like it I'm trying to catch. But, um, Galapo, can I can I can I make a point on all Please. of this? Please. I I want like going back to the recruitment, like managers who are good, like or who have been good in the past. You mm-hmm. see that coaches who are inexperienced or who don't have that thing, who don't have that, thing, they make that mistake of that they have a player who they want to manage, you don't know how to manage, or they want him to leave the club, or they don't, you know what I'm saying? They don't find replacements. Or sometimes mm. they sell the guy, or they exile him. They didn't register Ozo for the Premier League. I don't think they Crazy. Now. So, if you're going to do that, and you know very well you're going to do that, yeah, you have to make sure as a manager that this guy before, the output that he was giving, okay, you didn't like that he would perform in two games, and four, he won't show up. You have to replace. You will see Ole doing the same thing. Coaches who freeze out players or sell players before you replace them. In Spurs case, for instance, I want to give you this. They knew Ericsson was going, yeah? But they, they, they had you call. They just sat down, and somehow Mourinho decided, okay, I've seen this game guy. He can drop behind the guy and play. And you get what I'm saying? He found a mm-hmm. solution and it actually worked. But like for some people, Ericsson will leave. Then the next season, and so they are now looking for their replacement. Then they, you know what I'm saying? They go to two, three guys. So yeah, so that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like you have to look managers who are good, or you have to know players. You have mm. to be able to see. Like Arteta, this thing with uh, Ozil. So right now, our wives, what are they gonna do? Like for real? <laughs> like what are they really gonna do? I don't know. Like last podcast, you asked me, right? And I told you he has to look at the guys, their quality. But what is he going to do? You that is a question. That is like, a question. He, he has who he has. Yeah, he has who he has. You frozen out who you frozen out. You you get what I'm saying. You look at a lot of inexperienced managers. That's a very common mistake. They let the person go, whatnot, and there's no replacement. They don't even prioritize that first. But so. the thing is, so they didn't they didn't let Ozo go, right? And my thing is, what was the point of signing Partey then? You know, what, what, what do you mean by that? 
He actually yes. beat him. He was the best player. Yeah, like I don't understand. Yes. What do you mean by what's the point of signing Partey? What's the point of signing him if you don't plan on using Ozil? Hmm. Because that takes Good away point. the defensive responsibility from Ozil. Therefore, he can primarily focus on driving the ball forward and creating. That's what I'm saying. Because my whole thing with them, when there was that whole talk of signing a DM, is so that Ozil can be who he is. Because we know that Ozil's not the type to track back. That's not going to happen. That doesn't matter what team he goes to. That's not his role. He's a traditional 10. So if you're going to buy a player like Partey, you... I thought that was the game plan, especially when they ended up not going for Alwar. So yeah. that's my thing with Arteta, where it's like, I understand, you know, if he, if you feel as though he hasn't been working hard enough in training and things like that, but that's your job as the manager to kind of get through to him. If you wanted to send him a message, send him a message. But now we're a third of the way through the season almost, the job is on the line. So yeah. when when do you swallow your pride and focus on actually improving the team? Because like okay. I said, the team has not improved since the season started. They've gotten worse. I, I would but, agree with that. George, I want to ask you this real quick as we kind of move on because we, we, we've, we've said we're not going to dedicate too much time to Arsenal. I'm really so I'm going to keep us from doing it. George <laughs> is here to keep us honest. But real quick, George... If things don't improve quickly for Arsenal, Arsenal's next game, I believe, is against uh, Burnley, which I remember before we started recording, we said their next games are tricky, which, you know, it's questionable if they're supposed to be tricky. But if they don't get good results, <laughs> meaning they don't get to top 10, if they're still languishing in 15th, 16th, 14th, by the end of the year, do you think that they will fire Arteta? Do you think he'll survive it? God. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like with Arteta, when they hired a guy, it was not really like an experiment. It was more so like, we think this guy is long-term. I think that's mm-hmm. how we saw the sign-in. Like, I don't think he's a guy who's just... I don't know. Because, like, who's in the market right now? Allegri? Like, who Pochettino's else? available. He's not going to switch, you know, Spurs and go to Arsenal. Guy, if they give him money, he'll switch. Exactly. I don't think well, he doesn't even want to coach Barcelona. I don't think he's going to do that. Like, you know, I don't think he's going to do that. But, like, who's in the market? Like, who are you going to, like, bring in? Like, there's really no one in the market. So I think, Allegri. Allegri, but, like, it's going to cost you, you know? Yeah, and I don't know. And, and, and you know, I don't know that he's even the solution. But, David, I also, I guess I want to ask you this one last question. Is at what point, what's the, what's the rub, right? Like, what's the line for saying, okay, he's a new manager. We have to give him time. At the same time, we have aspirations. We have ambitions. We can't be in a relegation battle. Like, what do you think that line should be for Arsenal, considering the team they have, right? We know all the issues with their team. But they had the same team last season, and they finished eighth. As much mm-hmm. as that was a disappointment, like, they finished eighth last season. Like, we're not talking about them them being an eighth. They're in 15th. Literally, some of their fans think that they're in a relegation battle, like, possibly. <laughs> like, what's the line do you think that's realistic or fair for them to say, if you're not above this line by the end of the year or – you know, just end, end of the, of the season. Year. Like, you haven't done a good job. You <laughs> <laughs> said end of the year. Ah. <laughs> no, it's a serious question. David, give us an answer. I know, I know you're yeah. thinking about so, it. So, uh, um, um, how do you call it? Arsenal, I think, are going to be, like, top half. 
by the end of the year. Okay. So you're not and, you're not as alarmed as some of their no, fans. No, no, no. I, I am alarmed. But like Arsenal being top half, they, like that's like 10th, 9th, whatnot. That's they should be happy with that. Yeah, and I'm saying that Arsenal, I think they're going to give Arteta the January window. I think the every mm-hmm. – I've heard him speak before. He sounds like an intelligent human being. He, mm-hmm. he probably has realized the mistakes, and he has spoken to the board. I don't think they're going to fire him. But I think that with those fixtures, they're going to be able to grind it. And I want to just leave you on this, guys, this last point. Arteta came and fixed the defense. Under Emery, Arsenal didn't care. The score is 5-4. It's 5-4. We're taking it. When you start to fix the defense, the chance creations kind of like dries up and you guys have to be, not dries up, but decreases. You have to be clinical with your chances. The only things you have about Bami and Guso Speed, everyone's clinical first and the rest of the guys. Yeah. So that okay. is something, yeah. That is something. They're not creating a lot, but Spurs also don't create a lot. But the ones that they get, their conversion rate is high. Those score. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I don't want to delve into this argument with you, but I, you know, Josh told me, and he was actually right for once, that the defense was fixed. But I do think you can fix the defense and still score goals. We've seen Liverpool do that, so I don't think I don't think you time, have to sacrifice time. scoring goals for defending. Like, this is a short term thing that you see. It takes time. We can get more attacking guys, but for now, you can see that defensively they are not leaking as bad. I mean, no, no, they have a good structure. They know what they're doing defensively. Um, I want to move on to. Chelsea versus Leeds. Thank you, um, thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as you guys might or might not know, but Abe is a Chelsea fan. Blue Chelsea has been up. <laughs> right, right, right. They've been flying high. So, real yeah. quick, Abe, because you seem to know so much, you're speaking with so much conviction. Before we even talk about the game, is Chelsea winning the league? Or actually, you told us they're not winning. No, the no, league. no, no, no. So no, why, no, why do you no, think Mourinho is winning the league? Why do you think Chelsea is not winning the league? I'm surprised that you don't think they are. Why winning it ne- next year? So why are you not winning it this year? That's my question. Oh, because, because of because of uh, Mourinho, the guy has been in the league this year. <laughs> I already told you that the guy. Us, why winning it next year? This year's for Mourinho. I told you this this season, this Mourinho season with Spurs, is literally like a carbon copy of his first season with Chelsea. You can see it's the same tactics, and it's going to work the exact same way. We've already hmm. slipped up. Actually, to be honest, the fact that we drew nail nil with Spurs, I, I was so happy. Because that, that shows me that we are actually going to win the league next year. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> let's continue with your question. That that's no okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with you for a little bit since this is your team and we haven't heard as much from you about them. Um, one of the things we talk about a lot when it comes to Chelsea is what players are doing well in terms of the new transfers in. Werner, I saw a video. I don't know if you saw this video. I'm sure oh, you must God, have. I saw, I saw the video, video of Werner's. I saw this. <laughs> Oh, Werner's missing. Oh, we've been, we've been, we've been having the debate: Is Werner a good player, or like, is he a top player? So I want you to answer that, and I also want you to answer the question about Giroud's recent form because he's kind of on fire at the moment. Um, how do you think that helps your team? Yeah. Um, personally, let me. I'm, I'm going to start with the second question first. Personally, I think Giroud should be playing over Tommy Abraham. Personally, hmm. I like Giroud a lot. Um, this might sound odd. So I actually think Tammy's a pretty good finisher. That, 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 that's actually one of his biggest strengths. In the, in the box, if he shoots, there's a good chance it's going in. But his overall game, I feel like it's just not, it's just not it for me. And I, I just feel like with Giroud, we're just a little bit better in the front, as a team offensively. Now, to mm. speak on Timo Werner, I actually like the kid. I actually like Werner. I actually like him. I, there's obviously a very clear problem with his finishing. 
And I've not I've noticed that I've noticed that and this sorry, don't, don't laugh, don't laugh. I, I've noticed that generally German players struggle when they come to the EPL. It's just a thing. Like I don't know why. If no matter how good they were in Germany, only player that, that did that, that defied that was KDB. Sunny Ozil. Like guys, there's a lot of good players. Yeah, why no, 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 no. Ozil went to Madrid first before he came to Gundogan, so, Sané. I mean, I say straight from Bundesliga. Yeah, yeah. People that come straight from Bundesliga to EPL, they tend to have to like have an adjustment. I'm not saying they don't eventually ball out. That's not what I'm saying. I'm mm, saying, but they okay. they tend to need an adjustment period, maybe more than usual. But if we take out Tim Werner's like pretty bad finishing, I'm, I'm not even going to try and shake it coming. I like his game, especially whenever whenever we get the general tactics of the team right. He plays well. And I think him playing on the same side as Ben Chilwell has been really good. Whenever Chilwell came into the team, we see that Timo Werner has been a little bit more effective. So I, I like his game. I just think he, he's got to work on his finishing a little bit more, and he'll be great. He'll be great in the team. Um, the other player, of course, that you know how I feel is about is Kai Havertz. I think he needs to... What do you feel about him? We don't know. Oh, you don't know? Um, I don't like him. I, I don't think he should ever start above Mason Mount. I, I don't see any reason to believe why he should bench Mason Mount. And when we have all our players fit, I don't see a space for him in the team. I don't. If we have Pulisic, wow. if we have Pulisic, Ziyech, Werner, Mount, Kovacic, Conte, you know how I feel about Jorginho. He's definitely he's, he's not even in my mind right now. If we have all those, if we have all those players fit, if we, if we have all those players fit, I don't see a space for Kai in the team right now. I don't see why he should bench any of those other players. Those other players do their job really well, barring Werner's, you know, poor finishing. But yeah, that's, 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 how, that's how I feel. Okay. No, no, I think that one of the things we definitely talked about with Chelsea is we didn't know why they bought everyone because all of those guys cannot play together. There's literally just not enough space. Um, and I think at the beginning of the season, it was debatable who was going to be benched. Was it going to be Mounts? Was it going to be... At this point, saying Kai should be on the bench is probably not really, like... It's not a big deal. Like, he's been the worst out of all those guys. Yeah. Um, but I'm holding faith because Chibi told us Kai is good. So, we're going to wait. Listen, don't listen to Maybe Chibi, he's man. Gonna... He don't know nothing. He thinks he thinks a lie. <laughs> he thinks a lie is good. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to wait and see if he can, you know, come back up. Rookie, I want to ask you about Chelsea's performances this season, especially in recent times, because I know you've been a huge critic of Lampard. Um, you know, the defense, which looks a lot better now. They're scoring goals. He's, you know, he's plugging in different players, dealing with injuries, and they're just kicking on to getting results. Do you want to take anything back you said about Lampard? Oh, my God. I took it back last week. <laughs> take it back again. <laughs> run, run it back. I, I wasn't here to hear it. I... I said that uh you know they have improved um Lampard is making me eat my words Hmm. um yeah and also my feelings on Kai Havertz I I don't believe he should be a starter but again I don't feel like this is groundbreaking information at this point I Mm -hmm. think most people feel the same way however um I do believe that Pulisic is still the top player on that team from what I've seen thus far from the new players. And Timo Werner, well, the jury is out on you. Hmm. He'll, he'll, hmm. he'll come good, I promise. <laughs> David, I want to well, ask you... promises you can't keep. No, nah, he'll come good, I promise, man. 
David, I want to ask you about, you know, a player I feel like you've hated on in the past. I don't know if this is factual, so please correct me if I'm wrong. But Kurt Zuma has been balling. What do you want to say about Kurt Zuma? So, Kurt Zuma, yeah, he has been doing well. <laughs> Yo, David, David, I feel the exact same way. You want to yeah, slight the guy? Like no, I really, I, I, like, the thing, I really want to slight the guy, but I've seen some stuff that he has done in the past. But, like, the thing is that, look, some people have seen some stuff that I've done in the past. So, if this is what he's doing right now, <laughs> if this is what he's doing right now, he deserves all the credit. He's the highest scoring defender. Um, I watch him. It seems like he's like his game. He's not making as much mistakes. That's mm-hmm. the thing. As a defender, just don't make mistakes. Like Christiansen, he was good at Chelsea for a bit. Then for like a couple of periods, just started making mistakes. Zuma is cutting out the mistakes. I love that he's scoring goals because Maguire is supposed to be scoring goals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. so I think Maguire had the most headers in the box last season. Did not he scored one goal? I, I got that. Yeah, he had the most defender center back. So Zuma is doing pretty well. He should keep it up. That center back position at Chelsea was up for grabs. So I want to give him credit. I didn't think that he would ever show. But it's been 11 game weeks. It's kind of early, but like over that 11, he's been doing pretty well. Yeah. Holding like, like covering and whatnot. So nice. That's, that's what I like to hear. Credit being given. Um, you know, moving on from positivity, we need a little bit of negativity, a little bit of, you know, toxicity. <laughs> oh, I can't say the word. Don't laugh toxicity. at me. But we need, yeah, exactly. We need we need a different, you know, different vibe. So, George, this is when I go to you. I know you're going to tell me you're not prepared and I'm going to be disappointed, but we need the boss of the week. You, I gave you like a wind up and everything. Like, <laughs> so I guess next time I'm going to have to text George during the episode to get the bus. Oh, nah, don't worry, don't worry. I think that the only thing is that the Premier League, like the FPL, I don't know, like, yeah, I don't know what, like, the system seems like it was from, like, 10 years ago. They take so mm-hmm. long. You guys are, like, so long. It does take a long time. Yeah. And people ask why. They don't know why, so, like, I guess. That's <laughs> no, for real, like, it takes way too long. Like, when it you does. bank and stuff, it doesn't take that long. Like, a lot of stuff you use doesn't take this long. Oh that's God. very true that's so Wait, i just wanted to be confirmed here so we we can't name a boss of the week right now because we're not ready is that oh, true yes. the thing is i know like i see it but i don't want to say anything Wait, oh, no, no, I think I think I'll give it to George to carry on this. No, 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 I don't. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. You've been carrying out, right? Purple, 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 purple. What's up, Abe? What's up? I, I want to bring up a special point that's very dear to my heart about my beloved Chelsea team, and I want to mm-hmm. get you guys' take on this too, because at least in the EPL lineups, we've seen lately that Lampard has been sitting out Jorginho, because you know this is a very long-standing. Um, debate in the chat and I want to get you guys' assessment of Chelsea with and without Jorginho I want I want you guys to give me your assessment on how you feel about my original stance that Jorginho should not be in the team so I guess I'll take it since everyone wants to be quiet (laughs) to me I think that he's rotating his team right like he's going to all these guys are going to play because there's so many games 
And in midfield, you're very light in midfield. The way he's been surviving is Mason Mount has been dropping to play basically in the midfield. But that's not necessarily realistic against, you know, a lot of teams because that's a very attacking lineup. So I think Jorginho is going to get a good number of games. And at the end of the season, he's going to get his 30 games played and you're not going to be able to say he didn't play. Like, I think he's a critical part of your team. And what he offers, no one else offers. Like, it's just a matter of the mix, like who plays well with who. All right, all right, okay. That's what I think. Anyone else? Yeah. Um, this is a thing, Like He doesn't fit this guy's style of play. Exactly. Lampard. Thank you, David. Oh, he's oh. like, yeah, he, he does a thing. If a player doesn't fit your style, you just, you just got to get him out. Like He was a oh, more yeah. of a sorry type who build up from the back. That kind of he, Not to say that he's a bad player. He has a very good range of passing, but he just doesn't fit the style. So, yeah. No, I wouldn't disagree, but I think he's still going to get his games. Like, he's still going to be oh, a yeah, player. yeah, yeah. He's definitely a player that you can throw in at some games. He will make a difference. Like, he's not a bad player. Like, yeah, because, guys, uh, Abe, have you looked at your, like, you have no midfielders. I actually don't know why you guys let Barkley go. I don't think I don't, I don't don't think that's true. I mean, we have Conte. What midfielders do you have? Conte, Kovacic, Kai, Mount, and the bloody, uh, the bloody Jorginho himself. I think, yeah, it depends on how you look at Kai and Mount. I look at them as more as, like, attacking players than midfield players, so... I mean, I, that, that's a fair point, but I can't speak on Kai. I don't know him that well, but Mount is definitely versatile. And also, because of the kind of players we have, we have Werner, Pulisic, GH, Mount tends to not have to be so attacking. There's, and when we play Mount, Kovacic, and Conte, there's a good balance. Between Conte and Kovacic, we have a little bit more of a, you know support for the defense and the mounts can do whatever he wants to do so i, I don't know I, like david said i feel like the way lampard sets the team out we don't need Jorginho. we don't even miss what he brings like we don't we literally don't miss him we don't, we don't mm. miss him at all okay fair enough we'll see how it how it turns out you know like david said it's, it's early yet um while while the bus of the week has been figured out i do want to talk about it out it's figured out <laughs> It's figured out. What, what's the first? What's the first syllable of the bus? <laughs> so, 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 so romantically, yeah. So romantically, for better or for worse. <laughs> Yo, I actually I have believe, no idea. Who I, it is, I really so can't believe this happened. I really cannot believe this happened, and I have to see it with my eyes to believe it. I wrote the code. I have to see it in my eyes. <laughs> yeah, who's the bus? Please, guys. No, if, like... so, so two people are tied for bus of the week. Okay. Yeah. And I have, you to... have to tell us. Do we have? Do we have? Do we have the song ready? The the bus of the week song. You have you have to send it. We'll we'll I'll add it. Don't worry. Okay, no problem. <laughs> I need the I need the MP3 oh, oh. file. I can do oh, a live. I can do a live version if you guys want. No, no, no! Please, please don't. Please, don't, 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 don't. Hey, if you want a live version, bro. I, I, I can do. I, I can do a live version for you guys if you're ready. <laughs> All right, now, go ahead. Uh, give, give us five, five okay. seconds of the live version. Live version, and yeah. crown him. <laughs> Now, David, let's go. We're ready. All right, all right, all right. So the the bus of the weeks um, that came from this week were tied both on forty two points. Um, Damn, that's a high bus. 
It's a very high scoring week. The highest person this week got 100 points. The yeah. average is like 50 something, too. 50 something, yeah. So, like, um, that was wheezy. Yeah. So, the boss of the week, the number one uh, team I see over here is Drip or Drown. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Who, 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 who? I didn't hear it, too. Who did you say? <laughs> wait, is it TV? He said drip or drown. This is drip rich forever. Oh. And tied and tied with rich forever. Wait, before we go to the next guy. Before right. we go to the next guy. Wait, can I can I do the honors? Alright, we can oh, hold on. There's two people. Okay. Why are you trying to why are you trying to break them apart? No, no, no. let's go. <laughs> no, we, we, we have a point to make. Um right. so shout out to Drip or Drown, second week in a row. Um, Damn. Le- <laughs> le- no, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, Guys, so if you guys could remember, I came on this podcast and I was talking about this manager who was never bust. He was really doing well in the league. <laughs> yeah, I agree. He decided to join a certain organization. And then since he's joined this organization, he's been crowned bust of the week twice in three game weeks. Back to back. Back. That's no, not back to back. Well, yeah. Two and Twice. three. Twice <laughs> in three game weeks since he joined, he joined this organization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. the same manager, guys. The same guy. Do not join the creep. <laughs> Do not join the creep. You'll be a boss. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 I definitely agree, man. So the second boss <laughs> wait, of the week. Wait, David, aren't you in the creep? The creep? Yeah. The president. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I am the president of the team. Yeah, so, 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 so your your organization is, is a boss factory. <laughs> Just turn out boss. I mean, I mean, I mean. Hey, I'll I'll tell you this. If 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 you don't take shots, you're never going to score. Hey, <laughs> hey. you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't try. You don't take, yeah, exactly. Anyways, but the second boss of the week. I'm glad that all of these things were said. The guy that I just met. Recently, he has become very dear to my heart. He's a very great FIFA player. You know, very, very good uh, guy. So his name is Romeo. Wait, wait, is it? He has an affiliation as well. Like he has a, oh, has a crew. Yeah. He, he, so, so he is part of an organization that's trying to ground stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait what's, the, up, wait, what's the organization called again? Sorry, ground up. Oh, I guess he he he, 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 he forgot the up part. He's just on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Ground, ground, so stop." <laughs> Yo, I'm so bad. <laughs> it was the minus four. It was the minus four. He had 46 points. He took minus four. That's four. Mm. Tied with Rich forever. Mm. Wow. Well, mm. So there you have it. Those are the two busts of the week. Lequip and, you know, ground up, continue the battle to see who can have the most busts. <laughs> it is a close race. Trust me. It's a close race. Look, Rich Forever is going to bounce back bigger, better, and stronger than ever. Rich Forever has been dropping. The guy's what? It's 19th on the table. I don't, I don't, I don't look. We're, we're, we're going to figure this out. We're going to get him back. His, his team name is Drip or Drown. At least we know which, which one he picked. Hey, hey, listen. The guy was dripping. He was dripping before he joined the team. Now he's drowning. 
you know and you know the funny thing is like i feel like david just accepted him so he can like ruin his team because he was one of his top challengers this season so it's working out very nicely for david if 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 richard doesn't win and the second guy gets more points than me i don't win too how does that make that's, sense? That's that's one less competitor. What? Yes. Why? That's one less competitor. There are people who are closer to me than than him. No, like, you, no, no, no. Wait, wait, David. And to David. be fair, wait. To be fair, I also oh, heard oh, that oh, you oh. tried to you tried to recruit George, which makes sense because no, he's close. No, George has always wanted the George has always wanted the intel from the kids because he's always been a what mid-table manager. That's the lie. That is oh. the lie. Listen, George has broken in his confidence. David has not broken his confidence. David led head-to-head. I mean, you see, this Look, Galapo, all I have to say about this is that Richard is going through a difficult time. Some picks have been After he joined Luke. Like, he's mm. going to come back stronger and better. Yeah. Okay. No, we hope okay. so. We we have some faith in him. You know, he was boss oh, a couple I times have, last season. So. Yeah, last year I have absolutely. It's normal for it's, him. It's normal it's for like him. Gabriel Jesus, his decision to trust Gabriel Jesus against Fulham. Like Gabriel Jesus wasn't even trying to score. Mm. <laughs> like he literally was Yeah. So like you'll be back. You know, here is like George. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just like David. I'm just speaking the facts. The guy. Are you see? Are you see Romeo? Romeo. Let, let me Romeo. Let me take this air time and say something to you, Romeo. You see, I defend my people. Like he, you see how your manager has never said anything about he doesn't care. He doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, whilst whilst I'm talking to you guys right now, I'm talking to Romeo on the side. I already spoke to him. I'm already texting him. Already, George, 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 are you ground on president? Hold on, guys. I'm not president. He's the leader. leader. We work together. We don't have any president. We don't have a leader. This is the thing. Anyone who's listening, please do not join these groups because (laughs) just as we're seeing what happened with Rich Forever. Let's not forget. But hold on, hold on, listeners, listeners. No, 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 listeners. Rookie, it's like wait, seventy wait. spots below Rich Forever. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, guys, look, my guys but, are actually but, good coaches. But you know what? You know what? <laughs> but it's so good. I'm on the come up. Let's not forget that Lil Pep was almost in tears before Vardy's last gas finish. Hmm. This man, mm-hmm. Captain Vardy, was in the chat crying. Oh my God, has Vardy scored? Has Vardy done anything? He was on 19 points. 19 yeah. points. So yeah. Vardy actually saved him. No, Kane and Son came after. Then there was Southampton today with Walker Peter. So regardless, my team was going to pop. Ricky, oh, why are you on the table? Know. You're in the 90s or the 100s. Which one? I'm not in, I'm see, not in the 90s. I'm not see, in the 100s. Guys, I'm all of this is hate. All of, look, Romeo, I know I've seen you play FIFA. You deserve better. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and on that point, I want us to get off FPL for a second because um, I want to talk about... I want us to predict some Champions League games. Um, but I just want you guys to notice how when you started talking about positions on the table and stuff like that, Abe, Abe was very <laughs> quiet. Know, <laughs> Abe forgot about how to talk. Yeah, Abe, I was talking I, I about want, the ground. I just, I, just want, I just want David to look up my points this week. That's what I want. No, Abe, okay, Abe had a great week. 
he had a great week, had a great week and I still see him in the hundreds. So <laughs> that's to let you know where he's coming from. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. I'm trying to show I'm trying to show ground up the real ground up. So no, listen. Also, our, our, our like one of our one of our people for ground up was at the bottom. The guy made a leap. He moved from the bottom. He's going up. So guys wait, he, he, he moved from the bottom to where? It doesn't matter. He's going up. <laughs> he moved from the bottom. Oh, going up. And he went from Ernest. went from one to nine to no, one no, eight. Ernest, oh my God. I'm not moving up. All I see is red on all this with you guys. George, listen, and do now. Listen, guys, guys, listen. All oh, that, man. all that matters in this FPL is that little arrow next to your name. What and what that color say? Yes. Oh, really? That's yeah. all that matters. My, my says green. Man says green. Ricky, guys, Rick is on his gray. Because we know where Ricky is headed. Opal, where are you? Where are you? I'm in the 50s or 60s now. I'm moving the up table, to The table, first of all, has not, you know, Updated. refreshed. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So hold up. That's don't that's don't point come for me. Updated. Don't come for me when you're still in a hundred and something place, okay? Facts, <laughs> facts, facts. Don't come for me. <laughs> we, have to, we have to have some respect. I mean, if you're looking up at someone, like, respect them a little bit. Um, before before we move on from FPL, I just want to give a quick tip to people playing FPL. <laughs> Oh, okay. FPL tip of the week. Okay, give it to us. I wanted to highlight two managers. We have Jay Nasty, Young Jay. You know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) And we have Olga. And the quick member. All I'm going to say with these two teams, guys, please learn from this. They both have Arsenal players. If you're trying Mm. to get more than one point per player, you need to mm. transfer them out. If you need Yo, to but Jay Nasty is above you, rookie. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's also a oh, don't worry. Once that, Jay once Nasty is Jay Nasty is above you, rookie. Oh, you talking? You talking trash right now, man? No. Once that table updates, he won't be above me anymore. Actually, hey, I checked that. Tell him. So, tell him straight. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that's that's that. So he's so, even Wait, wait. So the 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 table hasn't updated yet? Like I was. It hasn't no, updated yeah. yet. It hasn't updated. And like it shows the point, but it doesn't update. Oh, so I might even I might even be above Ricky by the end of this update. <laughs> you might go. You might go much higher. No. All right, Ricky, finish, 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 finish. Points as I do. Um, but if you want points, please drop your Arsenal players. You are not going to win points with them. If you still have Alba, I have I have a bridge to sell you. Okay, because. Mm. He's not. Mm. He's not the one. How much is he? Like eleven point five or something crazy. Go and invest in KDB. Go and invest in Bruno Fernandez. If you don't have, you know, Son, I don't know what you're doing with your life. But please let go of your Arsenal players. That's, yeah, no, that's no. I think I think that's sense. that's good advice from you know a friend. Having Arsenal players is maybe not not that wise Popo, at the Popo. moment. He is a member of Liquid. One of yeah, he, wait, he, he has he, he has Bellerin. He has only has, he only has Bellerin. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's Popo. terrible. Why does he have Bellerin? player. You know how many what? foul throws Bellerin has had this season? <laughs> Yo, like I'm like, how is this guy a professional player? He's not throwing the ball well. 
crazy. So okay, okay, okay. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. Oh, guys, three clean sheets. He's not. He actually has some points. Like, yo, guys, guys. I want, I want to highlight another manager. <laughs> oh no, no, guys, guys, guys. So I know you want to highlight managers. We're gonna have to highlight managers on future episodes. You can't highlight everyone because we'll never end. Okay, yes, yes. Shout out, shout out to Chibi's team as well. Um I want us to predict some Champions League games because they are happening this week. The last games of the group stage. There's really only two groups that are really interested and like literally everything is up for grabs. Um is Real Madrid's group. And it's United's group. So we are going to start with United's group. Um, United, PSG, Leipzig, they all sit on nine points. Um, Istanbul is out, but they can nick points and they can mess everything up. So the first game that we'll talk about is a PSG versus Istanbul. Um, I just want you guys to give me predictions of what you think the the score is going to be. The first time they face each other, PSG won two goals to nothing. So I'll start with you, George. What do you think the score will be? PSG versus Istanbul. I want PSG to win that game, so I'm going to go with a 3-0 PSG win. Okay, 3-0. I'm not, I'm not mad at that. I think it's going to be 4-1, so we're on the same page. Abe, what do you think? Wait, who's who's going to be home? PSG. Okay, okay, 3-0. David, what are your thoughts? 2-0 PSG. Wow, nobody believes in Istanbul or Bashak Shakhtar. Okay. Rookie, what do you think? Um, so Istanbul has goals in them. Um, they're not gonna win because PSG is not that kind of team. Um, so I'm gonna go with four one or four two PSG. Okay, four one or four two. Okay, so basically everyone thinks PSG is going to win and PSG is through to the knockout round. So that means it's all up for grabs. Leipzig versus United. Um, you know, this, I don't know, as a United fan, Ruki, I'll start with you. Do you want to win? And what do you think the score is going to be? I do want to win um, because I want to top the group. Um, as long as we manage to keep the goal difference um, that we have against PSG, we have six to three so that's you know a sizable chunk i do I think, think that united in... will win okay i i do think a key thing i'm not 100 sure on this i probably should have checked before i ask, before i say it but i think head-to-head counts over goal difference which could be important but go ahead so what do you think the score will be for united's game um i'm gonna go three one united wow yeah <laughs> I like I, that energy. Honestly, they have um they have a few players out. Leipzig, they do, and United's form has been good away from home. I hope I'm not jinxing it. Knock on wood, but um, I'm not taking anything away from Leipzig. Obviously, they're a great team, but I I I think United will dig deep and find the winner. They have to win. I mean, they can draw, but they they kind of have to win. So. Okay. George, what do you think? Give me a score. Uh, Leipzig is going to win 3-2. Uh, three, three, two, three, two. <laughs> three, two. <laughs> oh, Lord. I mean, I mean but, but, but guys, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be so united to bottle this game, though? Of course. Oh, absolutely. So, oh, yeah. And Leipzig is not a bad team. Yeah, Leipzig I'm, is I'm, a very I'm, good I'm team. I'm calling a draw. I'm thinking, I think they're going to draw. 
and probably more, with I'm, pro- I'm probably probably get through, but not top the group. Okay. Okay. Fair enough, David. What do you think the score would be? <clears throat> I think um, I think it's Manchester United gonna win two one. I think yeah, two one United. Okay. And also, same question to you. You you actually do you want to make it to the knockout round, or do you, would you rather like somehow lose and go to Europa and maybe Ole gets fired? What kind of question is that? <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, you guys, you guys, you guys said I'll sabotage and rich so that the second guy won't get more points. I don't know what that. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, I, I'm sorry. What, what's, what's the question? Do you oh, want yeah, to win? Ole, Ole, Ole. Would you be happy yeah, yeah. with a win? And thing, I, I have uh, I've rooted against too many managers in my day. This time, they should just go out and do what. What what will happen? Should I? I don't want to do Hmm, hmm, okay. I'm just tired. Okay. You can't be rooting against your team all the time. It's too much effort. Okay. Um. So the other group that's up for grabs is Group B. Um. <clears throat> Munch and Gladbach has eight points. They're top of the group. Shakhtar and Real Madrid ha- have seven points, and Inter Milan has five points. So as you can probably tell, all the teams are alive. If you win, you're in. That's basically the energy that all these teams are going to have. Um, George, I'm going to start with you. Let's talk about the Real Madrid game. What do you think the score will be? The first time we played, it was a 2-2 draw. Real Madrid came back from behind to to get a point. What do you think the score will be in this one? Dennis, like, I actually do not want Madrid to win that game. I really don't want him to win. No surprise. To save the league, you know, which league? Which league? If you don't know what league I'm talking about, then too bad for you. Uh, <laughs> to save the whole of Spain, the whole country. <laughs> to save, to save that, like to save the, the image. You know, mm. I feel like mm. Madrid needs to win that game. Okay. So, um, yeah, Madrid is gonna win that game. Give me a score. Uh, three two. Three two, okay, and and to be fair, I think even if Madrid doesn't qualify, I think we're the only Spanish team that's not qualifying. Everyone else is going through, so you know, yeah. guys, relax. Barcelona, Atletico, Sevilla—they're all making it through. Um, <clears throat> Rookie, what do you think the score of this game will be? Um, I see it being a draw. Oh Either no, that's one, bad. One or two two. Yeah. Oh, so you don't think Madrid is going to make it through then? Because that's bad for us. Um, honestly, no. Wow. Okay. But I, hope I am pleasantly surprised. It's it's oh, Ramos okay. playing. It's Ramos going to play. It's not confirmed. He's been hurt and he hasn't come back yet. He didn't play right. during the league game. It's, so. it's Mendy going to play. Hazard is out, right? Mendy is definitely going to play. Okay, Hazard yeah. is injured, yes. So Hazard is uh, not going to play. Is Vinicius out? Is, Vinicius, is Benzema there? Benzema is there. Vinicius is there. Rodrigo is there. The key people missing are going to be Valverde, probably Ramos, and Hazard. The oh. re- and Carvajal. And the Carvajal. Rest of the t- yeah, Carvajal is a big one. Yep. Hmm. So, who's, I mean, who, who's looking home? at the table, who's home? It's, at, it's at Madrid, but we've been bad at home, low-key, yeah. this season. Like, do, do, you do, have, do y'all have fans? Home, so. There's no fans. I mean, the thing is, if Madrid draws and Shakhtar loses or draws, Madrid is out. Through. No. No, it's, it's based on head-to-head. 
I'm like almost 100% uh, sure. It's I, I based on head to head. I think it's uh, the goal, the team, if you're tied with the team, like mm-hmm. it's like a. It's head to head. It's if I beat you, is the way they do it in La Liga. If I beat you and we have the same points, I go above you. It's not about yeah, it's, who you score goals in, which makes more sense. Head, I just saw head to head goal difference. I saw a head to head goal difference, but I had again this thing. So yeah, it, that's it, it, so it's, it's head to head first, and then let's say, let's say if you then, both drew each other, then they would go to goal difference. Oh, so it's head. To, yeah, it's the, like, it's like switch from EPL because EPL is goal difference, and then head to head is you know subsequent. So so this Shakhtar has the better head to head because they beat us beat twice. You guys, yeah. <sighs> okay, yeah. David, give us a score. <laughs> okay, so I think I think that Borussia Mönchengladbach is going to win this game. Five. Three goes to one. Oh, you're so disrespectful. <laughs> so disrespectful. <laughs> I'm going to laugh because that's United's scoreline. Like, that's what's going to happen to you. <laughs> I wish it back on you. Hey, what do you think the score is going to be? To be honest, I don't, I don't know what the Madrid scoreline is going to be. I just know that Madrid is going to drop points. I just don't know if they're going to lose. You have to give me a score. We don't accept that here. <sighs> Just say a score. You're not gonna be like crucified for your score. People get it wrong all the time. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. I think three three. Three three. Yeah. Okay. That's also bad for Madrid. Wow, you guys have no faith in Zizu. There's nobody sucks. there. There's your nobody there right now. Like... <laughs> Abe, I'm not gonna engage with you. You know, you have a good Chelsea team for once, and you're feeling good. Like, relax. what do you mean <laughs> for once? Yo, you know what? For it's, once, whatever, for once. Whatever. Let's let's talk about the the other game, Inter Milan versus Shakhtar. Same thing here. I think whoever wins is in. Inter Milan, if they win, they're basically well. I know I don't know the headset, but they need to win. If they win, they're probably in. Shakhtar, if they win, they're prob- they're definitely in. So, George, I'm going to start with you. What do you think the score will be? Well, the first time they played, it was a goalless draw. Yeah, Inter Milan has been disappointing, man. And sadly, they have. the only Inter Milan fan we know is not responding to anyone's text messages or... He's on a sabbatical. Uh, yeah, we don't oh, know. He's he uh, doing some school stuff, so he's, he's going to be back. Oh I, t- I, oh, I texted him on the side, too. But anyways, yeah, yeah. um, yeah, I hope Inter Milan wins. Whatever the case is, I just hope Inter Milan and Madrid qualifies. That's that's what I'm hoping. Even okay. though I hate Madrid, I hope Madrid just qualifies and just leaves in the round of sixteen. That's fine with me. We're asking that we're talking about Inter Milan right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. For the Inter Milan game. I'm just saying Inter Milan is gonna win. Uh, two zero, two zero, two zero. Okay. Hey, what do you think? Inter Milan is definitely gonna lose. This is the same Inter Milan team that <laughs> lost to Barcelona's B team last year. What? They're like, why would you even? You know what? They're losing like two 0 <laughs> You mean, don't believe it. You don't believe in Lukaku. Lukaku is 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 not gonna take this team anywhere. Oh my God, Abe. Like, okay, fine, fine. We'll we'll talk about it another time. Okay, David, what do you think the score is gonna be? I think Inter is gonna get the win. I think they're gonna beat Shakhtar. One zero. One zero. Okay. Sounds about right. Rookie, what do you think? I think it's gonna be a draw. One one. Mm. One one. Yeah, for the record, that's what I think too. So it's gonna be a one one draw. Yeah. Which is you, you, guys, you guys really believe in this interview. I mean I think that you know. you're like hating on them a little too much. They're nah. not they're not so bad. Okay. They're not that bad if you watch them. Okay. They can beat Shaka. What 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 day is the game? Tuesday or Wednesday? So the Madrid games are Wednesday. Um, the United group is Tuesday. 
So right. literally, I guess, I guess as you I listen guess we'll, to this, we'll, we'll you probably already out. know what happened. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, thanks for being on, guys. Good episode. It was a lot of fun talking to you. Um, I'm going to give you guys a chance for last words, final words. Keep it short and sweet as much as you can. Rookie, I'll start with you. Um, My last words are goodbye, Paul Pogba. Wow. Okay. Okay. <sighs> a lot to dive into. We're not going to do it now. Abraham, Abe. I don't know why I just called your full name. Forgive me. No, that's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mourinho's been in the league this year, and Lena was the best keeper in the EPL. Oh, you did not have to say it. So you like literally begged you not to say it. Okay, we'll, we'll delve into that at another time as well. David, final words. David is muted himself. George, I'll come to you while David is muted. Uh, my final words goes to ground up. Listen, you're making strides in this FPL table, man. <laughs> top 20 finishes. All four of us. We're all, all going to finish in the top. <laughs> Why are you laughing, Popo? Last word. I'm no. allowed to laugh. No. <laughs> you're being funny. Sorry, no. George, George. Who are the members? Sorry, real quick. The members, myself, Romeo, Ernest, and then Francis. Don't look at that on the table right now. Trust me. <laughs> I don't know. No, we got it. It's ground up. You're on the ground part right now, right? Definitely. No, all of us. We are, some of us. I think three of us are above you right now. Oh, I get it. So you are the up and they are the ground. Okay. No, okay. We, are, we are all. Listen, three of us are above you. Three of us. Look at, look at the kind of organization George assembles. He's the up. And then he now found three grounds. <laughs> God. Listen, yeah. <laughs> three of us are above you right now. But listen, okay. shout out to okay. Grown Up. We are making it come up. Mm-hmm. Just, just just, watch out. Just watch out. Hey, thank you so much for that. All right, David, your final words. Yeah, my final words are that um, I do see some improvements with VAR. I do, like, some calls are but in the same vein, like for somebody who has to wake up like 6 a.m. and stuff and watch games, like some of these calls are absolutely ridiculous. Like it's more arbitrary. It's you get what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. there's this gray area like, oh, some goals won't review it. Like some of them will just you get what I'm saying? Like the referees don't even want they're afraid to use common sense. My So my last words is that like. Come on. Really? <laughs> like whatever, whatever decision they give Liverpool, they deserve it. well there you have it guys that is this episode thank you for listening we'll be back next week with another episode of Alcohol